happening everybody thank you for joining us on this special fourth of july episode of an earful in the emerald city to be honest it's probably not the fourth when you're listening to this it's probably the seventh the eighth or maybe the 20th of september because you just accidentally stumbled on but anywho thank you guys for joining us we appreciate it we got a good one for you today Joining me in studio for the show, uh, second time guest here, really good guy, a uh, good friend of mine now, becoming a very good friend of mine, that's for sure. Um, just a positive guy, you know, I like talking um, motivational stuff, I like talking self-improvement, all that kind of stuff. He's got a really unique perspective on this and I like tapping his brain, especially on these kind of subjects. Uh, joining me today in studio, Mr. Arden Massey. Arden Massey joining the show again, sitting down with me. Again, really like talking with the guy. I like chatting with him. He's fun. You know, we usually keep it pretty positive, so I like that. Um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy our chat. Just want to say, you guys, 4th of July today. Very important holiday for me. It's got a lot of meaning, especially these days where we're at with this country, where it seems like half of the country thinks that because some kids were kind of put in some behind some chain link fence or something that this complete country is just going to hell in a handbasket right now uh let's let's t- t- make sure you take the time today you guys to just remember how great this country is okay i mean patriotism it's not a bad thing okay they haven't made it illegal yet luckily and so don't be ashamed to go out there and show that you love this country you know we have freedoms that nobody else even in the developed world even in the Western world, have, okay, freedoms that nobody have. And this is the day we celebrate that, guys. You know, we go outside and we show that we have the freedom to blow up as much shit as humanly possible, to eat as many burgers, to drink as many beers as humanly possible, because that's what we can do in this country, you guys. We do whatever we want. And today is the day to celebrate it, you guys. So don't be afraid to go out there, show your patriotism, and just have some fun, you guys. And show... A little reverence, too, for the fact that you live in the most free of all nations in the entire world, you guys. All right? Enjoy your 4th of July, guys. You be safe. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Mr. Arden Massey. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. about it you know everyone's got their opinion of course and you know and 
a lot of it's very close to like going into a grocery store. It's all available to you, mm -hmm. but you're not going to like everything. Yeah. But, and you only really went in there for just a couple things and you come out with that. Uh, advice is no different. Everyone's got it. It's all available to you. But depending on your mental taste, I mean, you take, you listen to it. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. No, that person's off their freaking rocker, you yeah. know, whatever. But you take what you, you take what you need and what feeds you, what soothes you. You put it together with with whatever is hungry for it. That's why it came to you. Yeah. Because it wanted to come your way so that you could handle this other situation. So you got to pay attention to what's going on around you. You can't just be so far behind in your head that you're always thinking backwards because that doesn't exist anymore. It only exists in your mind. You can't think too far forward. You, I mean, there's time to plan and you must forward think absolutely, mm -hmm. but don't live there. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, you have yeah. to live here because yeah, you right brief, now. Brief periods there mm -hmm. and then you got to come back. Yeah. Yes. I mean, even, even the car. You know, your car's got a rear view mirror. There's a time to look backwards, but you can't look backwards while trying to move forward. It doesn't yeah. work. I've tried. It doesn't work. Yeah. But all, all that being said, um, having a direction and knowing which way to go and using that advice that people give to you, you know, because you have all we have is right now. We have nothing else. We have only right now. It's yeah. ongoing. But we have right now. And so what does right now look like? If you pay attention to what's going on around you, whether it's sight, sound, everything that our brains interpret as, as and then we, we, we look at that as our reality, mm -hmm. you take all those independent moments and you string them together. Like everything, like where we are right now and everything that you've set up in this studio, all of this is because at one point in time you made uh, a decision or say a multitude of decisions. And all of this is... Your reality today is the residual effect of everything you've thought, believed, said, done, you know, and so forth. And all that combined is what you experience today. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You said, you know, you can't, you got to look forward. You definitely have to look forward and uh, way, way far into the future. I mean, a lot, and a lot of people don't do it at all, mm -hmm. and that that puts them in a really, really Big bad disadvantage. Really bad. Well, once you know, fifty, fifty-five comes around, and yeah, you haven't been looking into the future and seeing what that holds for you. Uh, you got a lot of rude awakening to do at that point, basically. Right. So you definitely have to, but you can't live there. You you can't be there all the time. You don't want to spend too much time there. You just got to look at, at brief moments and say, okay, we're gonna need this for this potential kind of situation mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, you're not going to nail it. Okay. No, you, you might have your idea of where you want to go or what might happen or what you need to be ready for, but you're not going to nail it, but you need to at least be considering it. Mm -hmm. It needs to be going through your mind a little bit from time to time. So, but yeah. And you said about advice too. That's it. Uh, it's actually pretty funny. You brought that up because I was, I've been uh, watching a lot of Jordan Peterson lately and he was just talking the other day. He made a good point. Most of the stuff that you think, mm -hmm aren't even like your own independent thoughts. Mm. Like a lot of it just comes from what you hear from other people. And you're like, oh yeah, that's actually a really good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And then you start, and then you remember that and that's ingrained in you. And then you start working with that. I mean, I can think of all the things that he said that I'm like, yeah, this is, this is per makes mm -hmm. perfect sense. And now I'm like, yeah, that, that's totally perfect. And I'm like, that's how things are. That's how the world is. Sure. And, but I just heard it from this guy though. He he just said it, and I was like, "Yeah, it, it clicked with me." Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he's like, "You'd be surprised how how few independent thoughts people have." And it's like, eh, that's kind of true, you know, to a certain extent, especially when it comes to, like politics and stuff, because 
you know, those are just well, old, such a touchy subject. It's just, but it's just a bunch of old talking points more than mm. anything. You know, it's like these these little isms and these little lines mm. that people have been spitting forever. Mm-hmm. And you know, where's the new ideas? Where's the new thoughts? Right. What does Mitch McConnell have that's that's new and fresh? Right. I mean, trying to bring up the same old stuff with the with the new with a new spin on it. Yeah. So there was one guy. He said, uh, as a farmer, he said, uh, you know, you can take a pile of shit and roll it in sugar, but that don't make it a donut. You know, it is what it is, you know, dress it up however you like. It's still a pile of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's, I just thought that's so interesting. That's why you gotta be, uh, you gotta be pretty choosy. Like with the people you're spending your time with, like, especially once you get a little bit older, you know, I mean, when you're in your twenties, whatever you, you're going to hang well, out, with, you're going to hang out with some that, dummies. Your priorities are not, you know, anchored into uh, when I think, well, when I was in my twenties, my priorities were not, you know, who, who's who do I want, you know, in my life? You know, I didn't even have a sense of myself, let alone anybody else. Yeah. And so it's, and as I got older, you know, the one thing, the biggest mistake I ever made was thinking that people cared as much as, as much for me as I did for them. (laughs) Right. You know, you're laughing, you know, it's sad that that's a mistake, (laughs) but well, it was, it, was it a mistake or was it a, a, a more of a realization? Maybe I should say it that way. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, and then now that I know I've, well, you know, you always change and hopefully you do, uh, but I have a much better sense of who I am now versus 10, 20, you know, years ago. And, uh, I have a better sense of the kind of people that I'd want to hang around. So I, I can afford now to be choosy yeah. as to, you know, who comes into my life because that's, that's that's gonna be my surroundings. Yeah. Well, and you and you got to. I mean, you have to. Unfortunately, that's just the way it goes. Because yeah, your time becomes more sparse. Everybody's got obligations. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the big part of growing up. I feel like is all the stuff you're obligated to do. You mm-hmm. got to pay all your bill. You're obligated to pay your bills. You're obligated to, you know, be good to your family and you know be a part of your family. You're obligated if you have any kids. You're obligated to take care mm-hmm. of them. I mean, that's that's what it is. As you grow older, so. Well, when, when, when you, when you become a part of something, it will demand X, Y, and Z from you because mm-hmm. that's what it needs. Yeah. You yeah, know, you true. take from it what you need. It needs something of you and you got to yeah. need that halfway. That's true. That's true. And, but, but it's not all just giving necessarily, you know, like you get it, you get a lot back. I feel like even like with, when it comes to kids and stuff, like I just, I see my own niece and you know, just as the relationship develops, it's mm-hmm. just so amazing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it starts and, and this person is like almost like a foreigner to you. Like they know nothing about you. They don't even maybe trust you. Mm. And then you just, you build that relationship though. And you see it kind of mature and you see the kid get a little bit older and yeah, like you said, they just kind of grow with you, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and it is like a give and take. You're right. You know, you give them, you give them the attention. They you give them this. You give them that, mm-hmm. and they give you you know good laughs sometimes. And they give you something something quite similar uh, from their own way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, and and you, nobody calculates that though when they talk about the conversation, really, especially mm-hmm. when especially when people don't have kids. But uh, yeah, nobody really talks about that, you, you mm-hmm. know. But. But yeah, you got you got to you got to be picky because again, you just there's not enough time to go around and no. and again, yeah, there's certain demands that need to be met and you just that's that's what stepping up and and you know taking care of those obligations is mm-hmm. all about is picking those things. So and if you know and if you're not entirely too sure what those things might be, um, or what to do with them or where to go or what direction you want to go into, um, I spent uh, in our last. Uh, podcast we spoke of this thing that i was doing called opening light uh, strategies 
and uh, it's a self-help uh, self-help calendar thing that I do. Um, notebook, notebook, and there, there's a bunch of stuff that goes into it. But ultimately, what it is, it's a guide to help me measure my progress with uh, my goals, the things that I need to take care of, and the things that I want to do. And so by doing all of that, and I'm uh, as, actually as of today, and this is a, this is a, it's an intercontinental thing that uh, there's, again, it's very involved, but um, the journey will say starts in Washington. And uh, as of today, I have journeyed into Oregon, landed in Oregon today. So which means it took 150 miles uh, to get from from where I started in Washington to Oregon. Now that's only on paper via Google, of course, but every, t but in order for me to move my little monopoly space, one, one mile or one space forward, I have to accomplish something. I have to, whatever, some, whatever I've done, I write it down and then I find a place on my calendar and I do it. And then, uh, but what I noticed over these last few months, and I try not to get too hard on myself because it's like, I'm 44 and I've spent X amount of time thinking a certain way. I can't expect 44 years of thinking a certain way to just go away overnight or with, within three or four months that or whatever. That cement is already dry, my friend. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but but um, at the same time, so I'm... What's the word I'm looking for? So I'm uh, I'm easy on myself. I don't. I've always been too hard on myself. Anybody who knows me will tell you that. And I've mm -hmm. learned not to be with this because all of this should. I look at these empty spaces mm -hmm. in the in the text, and it's it should be all filled up. But yeah. like you said, life happens. Things go on that you yeah. don't always have control over. Yeah. Well, and just because it's not going the way you'd like it to be going for the last who knows couple of weeks, month or two, maybe even a year, mm -hmm. maybe even a year or two, just because going doesn't mean it can't change. Right. And, you know, it's never too late to make that next move to try to improve yourself. And, you know, you always got to be going for that. And with a lot of this stuff, you're, you're not going to you're not going to bat a thousand. OK, you're not going to nail it. You're not going to get it every single time. You know, you got to be easy on yourself. And, you know, I've, I've always been somebody who's hard on myself, too. You know, yeah, it's I, easy I, to be. I feel well and I just feel like. You know, if nobody else is hard on themselves, maybe if I'm the hardest one on myself, maybe if I'm the most hard, that maybe that'll help me get ahead of them. Because I'll be the these, most successful. Because whatever these, it is. Because these fucking slackers just say, oh, 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 oh screwed mm -hmm. up, you know. Yeah. But no, that's not how it goes. A lot of times, you know, if you're just going to sit and revel about the mistake you made, it, you, you need to move on at some point, okay? Yes. You can't, again, you're living in the past. If you want to sit there and just keep beating yourself up and keep mm -hmm. saying this, you're living in the past and that's yeah. doing you nothing. That's not getting you anywhere further in the future. And it's not good. It's not good for your mental state. You know, you need to, you need to wrap these things up. Okay. Yeah. I mean, don't forget that that thing happened that you screwed up and you know, you didn't feel good about. Don't forget that, but you need to move forward and say, how can we avoid that from the happening the next time? You know, what was interesting was you just now, you just now looked at me square in the eye and you said, we need to wrap these up. Wrap these things up. Now, yes, you were making a point, and I got that point. But something on the inside of me, when you said that, something on the inside of me felt that th those were specific words that I needed to hear because I know the various things, the big-ticket items that I've been dancing around. Mm -hmm. And this whole thing is designed to get very specific things untied or tied up or whatever, and I haven't been doing that, and I've been pussyfooting around it. That's yeah. why... 
And so, but that's good that mm-hmm. I know about it and I see it. But when you said that, we need to wrap things up. That was, uh, that was audible energy coming to me saying, this needs to really begin. Yeah. If you're going to do it, fucking do it. Yeah. If you're not going to do it, put it down and stop wasting your time. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. that, that was cool. I, that was something that, uh, that again, that, that, that's one of those advice things. You hear everything. Not all of it applies to you. That, what you said, regardless of where it came from, yeah. something inside of me needed to hear it. Because in the long term, I'm not doing what I know I should be doing. That's mm-hmm. why it struck me. And we and we talked <laughs> about this uh, earlier a little bit, but... It's it's very important too to not only you know you got to have your things that you want to accomplish, your things you got to get done, all that kind of stuff. You got to have those lists, but you got to have them, and then you got to have everything ranked as far as urgency. Hmm. How important is this task? You know, again, the is this a number one task? Is this a top priority task? Is this is this going to get worse? If it is not immediately addressed, is this situation going to be more difficult to handle two, three days from now if it's not taken care of right now? Mm-hmm. If, if so, this is a number one, top priority. And you got to rank them. You got to go rank and file. So, you know, a lot of times you want to do that thing for yourself and, you know, you've really been thinking about it. And, that, and that's fine. And that's that, that means it doesn't mean it's not important. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe it's a number three or number four on the mm. list of things that need to get done you know sure. so so you know and again it comes back to effective use of time and it's all about mm-hmm. man and you again you're not going to hit it with uh perfect accuracy sometimes no, but you at least you, you sometimes you don't even it, know what's the most important necessarily i right. mean it's a little bit of a guessing game but well sometimes it comes at you so quickly you know and it's like no you swung too low but at least you swung you might have struck it out but at least mm-hmm. you swung you'll get back up again you try mm-hmm. and and you know, I th- I said wrapping these things up, and and it really is. And Jordan Peterson talked about this too. I mean, this guy's like running my life right now. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but you know, it's like you gotta you gotta get over that. You gotta you gotta be done with it, and um, you gotta just move on to to the next thing because that again, it's just not gonna push you forward at all. And I get these moments sometimes where I get like. It happened this weekend. I was down at uh, the Solstice Parade this last weekend. Okay. And uh, I was hanging out. You know, it's a big crowd of people, a bunch of people hanging out. And I was just with a buddy. And then he had to take off later in the day. So I'm like by myself. And like I didn't want to go home. Mm-hmm. But I'm like there by myself. <laughs> and so I'm like, eh, okay. So I kind of try to make it work. But it's like, you know, I want that person to hang out with. You know, that's like, sure. that, like that would, for me, would be a nice part about having a girlfriend. It's like going to like some kind of public event, you know, mm-hmm. and just doing that kind of shit. So... So I get these moments where I start thinking about like ex-girlfriends and mm, stuff, okay. you know, that's what, that's what it brings me back to. Uh, it gets me back into that. And then I'm just, and I'm like, I'm just like, why are you even bothered with that? Like, like, what are you, like, what are you going to do? You're going to call up one of your exes and be like, Hey, listen, uh, you know, I really think we should work this out after seven years right. now. Uh-huh. And I, I know you have a kid and you're married to somebody else, but we should really, it's like, no, just just push that out and just and don't even waste <laughs> this space on it. Don't even mm. waste the energy. Nothing. Just don't nothing. Do it. But again, it's not that easy, unfortunately. So you had seven years to put into it. You chose not to, or you didn't, God. or whatever the case was. So you're done with it. Yeah, move, move forward. Yeah, and, and and hey, you don't you don't get to pick your thoughts all the time. Unfortunately, you don't think you're, so? you, I don't think you're. I don't think you have complete sovereignty over your own thoughts. Even. I'd agree with that. Thought, thoughts, not a hundred percent. No, thoughts pop in and out. There's, you know, thing shit just happens. You, you have zero control over that. What, yeah. what you, you have, you and have they can come from control. outside sources too. Absolutely, absolutely. 
And but what you can do is choose which ones you follow and entertain. Other ones you're like, eh, whatever thought. Yeah. Other ones you're like, hey, you know what? We I really should take care of that. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever the thought is. Yeah. So, but hey, you're made it to Oregon, so made it to Oregon. No sales tax, man. You know. Oh shit, that's not bad. Oh, and my uh, my thing was once I made it to Oregon, I actually should have, in, in all honesty, I should have made it to uh, Oregon uh, on May the fourteenth. Uh, last month there but uh again life life happens things mm-hmm. get put off and whatever but you get back to it so yeah. and that's what matters yeah uh that being said one thing uh i promised myself to begin was um a facebook thing of this as well just to keep documented uh uh just to keep my uh all your just document everything right yeah. basically uh, I, mean, I don't intend on gaining like thousands of viewers that is not what it's for it's basically an online yeah. diary and i've only got a couple of people that are people see it if they want to follow they can if not i don't care that's yeah. fine it's not primarily for them it's for me yeah 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 exactly you're just you're just putting it all in, in one place mm-hmm. so basically. it's all there to see mm-hmm. and be that's cool and, and that's what's so nice about this world we live in now like it, the other day I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through my phone. I'm gonna, I was like, yeah, maybe delete a couple pictures and mm-hmm. kind of tighten things up a little bit. And I just start scrolling through, and I'm just like, oh my god, I just like start reliving all these <laughs> memories from like three or four years ago, you know, that I kind of didn't forget about, but just haven't put any thoughts into sure, them, you know. Sure. And I'm just like, wow, and I'm watching, and I'm watching videos too, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing pictures and all that stuff. I'm just like, holy shit! Remembering dude. what like, was going is, on with you. When I was you... like, yeah, I was there. I was at that spot. That was that was crazy. <laughs> and and it's just like, it's so wild to me how easy it is to do that now, like with the smartphone just at our side, like mm-hmm. just the documentation you can have of your life. Oh, yeah. Because that's like basically what your camera roll is essentially. Right. It's just a documentation right. of what you were doing mm-hmm. and what was going on. That's it. Depending on how you use it. I mean, everybody uses right. theirs a little bit differently, but sometimes I like to what take, is this? Pi- take this pictures is an audio of documentation. yeah, take pictures of uh, seagulls that are eating uh, pigeons. So yeah, sometimes you got to document some weird stuff. But right, yesterday I was staring out the window and uh, there's some crows. There's a bunch of crow, you know, habit going on. And I looked out the window and I saw these two wires. And uh, one of them was just going at it with the other one. And then it uh, started flapping its wings. And I'd never seen that behavior before. They're just crows. But I'd never seen this before. So I got, I'm like, oh, some Jerry Springer shit going on. So I got my video camera out and I, and I, uh, I taped it. And then I brought it back to my roommate. And she's like, oh, uh, what's happening is that uh, the, mom, the mom crow, you see how she's like, she's like flapping her wings and everything? Yeah. Well, the mom crow is trying to wean the two other ones, the baby ones, off of the food. She's trying to get them to go out and hunt, and they're pissed off because they don't want to go do that. Up until this point, they've always been mouth-fed by the hand that is. Mm. And so trying to wean them off of it, they it's natural for your physiology to pitch a fit. Yeah. Emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever. When there's a, a change, a drastic change, yeah. we, we push against it. Our mind pushes against it with every, um, with every muscle it has. Uh, and so, uh, but then I sat and once I realized that the commotion was actually nature taking place and I was aware of what was, what was happening directly in front of me, mm-hmm. this caught my attention very specifically. So going back to what you said two seconds ago, we really need to get this done. And I, and I interpreted that a different way for my, for my own, for my own life. But that mixed with the birds trying to wean things off. Something's telling me that it's really time to let go of some things. 
You know, does that make sense? Yeah. And so by not living in the future, not living in the past, but being aware of the moment that's happening all around you, everything that's going on, if you listen to what's going on and see the simple little, uh, the signs and stuff, and you put it and you can put two and two together, pay attention to that. That's the shit that's guiding you. Yeah. 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 You got to put that shit behind you, man. You just can't. You can't you can't live with it. It just eats you away from the inside, mm-hmm. you know. And me personally, I I, I will say that I've done a, a good job of um, letting people who have potentially wronged me, you know, getting um, letting them be free of the mm-hmm. guilt, you know, mm-hmm. that I might feel or might not feel towards a situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it, it, that's a situation for me where you know. You just know that you don't want to live with that like anger and that resentment and that 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 pain. You know, you right. just you, it happened. It was the past, well, and you and know. it's it's not who you are. It's what happened to you, but yeah. it's not who you are. Exactly. If it was who you are, you would have no problem. I mean, you probably you probably help participate in it willingly. Yeah, you yeah. know that's that's true. I mean, that, that makes a big difference too. So. So yeah, you, I mean, you just don't you don't want to live with that shit. I mean, again, that's the kind of shit that gives you cancer. You know, that like little festering mm-hmm. stuff like that. It just like oozes mm-hmm. that evilness inside your veins. Like, oh, it's all connected. <laughs> it, it is, is all 100% and, connected. And, and, you know, and I get and I, I get stressed out at work sometimes. And, yeah, I feel that. I'm like, oh, my God. It's it, ooh, it's leaking. It's leaking into <laughs> me. Oh, God. But a couple of weeks ago, my, my girl, she was like, uh, I'm in a bad mood. And I said, what made it bad? Is it bad because it's something that you didn't want to deal with? Or is it bad because it made you physically feel a certain way? Or what happened? She's like, well, this and this happened, and it made me do this and that. Okay, well, isn't was the outcome good? She said, yes. So it put you in a mood that wasn't necessarily a fun one, you know. But a bad mood to me might be nothing to you. Yeah. You know. Moods are weird, too, yeah. Because, again, you can't, like the thoughts, you can't control them all. No. And sometimes you don't even know where they're coming from or why they're there. Like sometimes you're just on one and you're like, I don't even know what the hell's going on with me. But <laughs> it's like, how did I get here? You're like, I can't fucking, you're just all fired up, you know? Right. That's how I was. Yeah. It, it was a crazy day though. I was down there by myself. Ended up getting a little too drunk. You mm. know, I, I don't know if it's, I don't have the tolerance anymore. I'm not sure, but maybe it was because I didn't really eat too much. But man, a couple Budweisers and holy cow! Wow, yeah, I was ready to be one of the naked bike riders. <laughs> you ever been down to that uh, Solstice Parade? No. Oh man, it's pretty, it's pretty hippy dippy, but you know, it's it's fun though. Yeah, they got the naked bike riders, and there was actually a lot this year. There was I've heard like, of it. I don't. I, oh I'm my not. god, there was like two or three hundred. Like it was pretty crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, and they get they get pretty <laughs> intricate with the paint jobs. You know, people got flowers painted on them. They're painted sure. like superheroes. Sure. Like they get into that shit. These guys mm. are. Just hanging out with a bunch of other dudes with flaccid wieners painting each other for <laughs> two or three hours before the before it's even going down. But that's funny. Yeah, yeah, I got kicked out of this bar, dude. I don't even I don't even know why. I can't even remember why. I think I think I tried to like. That's inter- bad. It, that is definitely bad. Like that's bad. It, it, like if something like it, of that nature is going to happen, to you, you should at least you know have a good recollection of. Did you at least ask for the video? The video, yeah. What the hell, guys? No. That was not I think, me. I think <laughs> I was like me. interjecting into somebody's conversation because I was on my own. You know, like I said, I was, I was, I was out there on, on my own. I, like, I'm not going to just stand there in the corner and drink a beer leaning up against the wall. You know, No, I'm going to 
get in the mix here, but but I probably came into it like some drunk bastard, you know. You got and I, I think one of the guys just got he did, he wasn't feeling it, and then you know he got a little chippy with me. Did you have any physical pain the next day? No, did you get into no, a fight and didn't was, remember no, that either? It was no, it was more of a shouting match than anything. Mm. And then and then the pipsqueak that was uh, running the door. He was just like, "All right, bud, you're out of here." Hmm. And he's, I was like, "Whoa, okay." And he was like, "This guy was like small, like that was the thing. It was like almost embarrassing mm-hmm. to have this guy kicking me out. Like, he's like five foot six, <laughs> one twenty five, and I'm like, really, dude? And it kind of pulled me, and I was like, oh, "Well, listen. He's a, somebody like, found him good to put in that position for a reason." <laughs> no, it was just overflowed, so they needed oh. some uh, somebody else. Like, ah, oh, we need a warm body, so this guy will do. But I was like, "Hey, listen, I'll I'll leave, okay." I'll leave. You don't need to touch me, all right? And I just walked off and I shouted a couple things I left. But That's funny. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm not 100% sure there might have been a dog involved. So TMI. Well, well, you know. Yeah, well, if you, exactly. do, if you do that with a dog in any bar, you'll get kicked out. Oh, man. You know what it made me realize, though, that night is how dependent we are on our cell phones now. Because my phone died that night and I was... Your life is gone. I, I was just, I was a, a, a tumbleweed in the breeze. Sure. I, I, who knew who knew I was going to land? Could have been behind a dumpster anywhere. Well, I mean, if, if you walk, if you know, you go out to work, forget your cell phone. Oh, you, I, you're turning your shit around. Everything. When was the last time you had to remember seven digits? I remember all of them when I was a kid. That I had as a kid, I yeah. had to. That's that's what we had. Yeah, that was the only option. You know, that on top of the, the Polaroid with the flash that you had to click in the top. I don't know if that might be before you. I honestly don't know. Um, I think so. That was yeah. a big Polaroid camera, oh, and then you the had box, the, a, a strip, yeah, yeah, and then you okay. put it on top, and you click. Yeah, yeah. try that shit now. Yeah. Right. You know, stuff that we had back then was nothing. It's Well, and the stuff that's changed, too, like we don't even realize, but yeah, I was thinking the other day, actually, it's funny to say that, I was thinking about uh, disposable cameras. Remember that? Mm-hmm. The disposable the 24 camera? 24-hour camera. Yeah, yeah, like, who the hell is doing that now? No fucking... I mean, I mean, why would you? You, you can take 8 million photos on your phone mm-hmm. i mean what do you you know mm-hmm. you don't need that you know you, and they can back it up in the cloud exactly i mean if you if you have a good camera with some genuine 35 millimeter and you got a good lens on that i mean that's one thing to be in that profession yeah but for the average cell phone click i mean and, and you can you can tweak up all the all the pictures and whatever you want to do with them and then yeah. send them out and ah, you know and then they had the underwater one too that was in the plastic box you oh, know that's right because, you know, everybody right. needs to take 24 photos underwater. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> How many times you, your kid's diving for rings, okay? Yeah, exactly. We've seen it. Two pictures is enough. So, oh, that's, I was just thinking about that. That's so crazy. But Shit changes. Although they still, do, changes. they still do. They still do the Bartels around here. They still have, like, a photo center. But I guess that's, like, for people who want to, like, print a nice photo and then put it yeah. in a frame. Most people upload it. You can go to the websites, upload yeah. it, and then they'll... But one thing that I found, and I think it was actually through Fred Meyer, um, I said, I would like these, these, and these photographs done. They said, okay. So I sent them from my cell phone to them. They got it. And then when they printed it out, when they printed it out uh, consistently, uh, the bottom right half was cut short. Uh-huh. And so there was like an inch off the right and an inch off the bottom through every single one. And what happens is that when you send it out, it doesn't go to where you're picking it up. There's, and there's not a person there who does it. You send it out because they can't keep up with that demand. So when you send it out, it goes into a machine somewhere out in BFE and it cuts it all up and it measures it all up and then it sends that is now the new picture that they are going to get and then they print that out and that's what you get so you get this fucked up picture Mm. it's not even worth it 
Oh, really? It doesn't print out all the same. So if you're going to do that, you know, you talk to the people and say, do you guys print out full photographs? Or I know it sounds silly, and I assume and I didn't. Why why should I have to ask if the whole photograph's going to be there for me to look at? <laughs> I can just kind of you know. But apparently, I need to know that. Wow. Yeah, that's something else. My my brother he uh, he he likes uh, he likes like family heirlooms and like knickknacks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So he's got all these old uh, photo albums mm-hmm. that, from way back in the day that you know my grandma and whoever probably my mom put it together a handful of them too way back. But he's got all these, and it's like that. That's pretty. That's pretty fun to be honest. I mean, that's different. And that's yeah, it, it is. But I wonder is that died? Like I mean, even with your phone, like is somebody are you gonna like Get every, all right, everybody, get around. I'm going to scroll through a couple photos here. Like, <laughs> not you, typically. <laughs> no, you're no. not going to do it. You know, so maybe even that that aspect of it alone is dead. But mm-hmm. but it was it, but it was fun though. You know, I was looking at pictures and I was like, holy shit! I was like, my mom, my mom's like 18 right there. I don't mm-hmm. even. I I had. I mean, my brain didn't even know what 18 year old mom looked like. You know, I had no fucking clue. I was like, that's crazy. That's like a brand new person. You know, and as things can, uh, as things will go away with old technology, new technology brings new things, of course. You know, mm-hmm. and then we have new things that we can share. And yeah, well, and again, it's like okay, which way is better? <laughs> okay, obviously, it's up to the user. Obviously, we're, oh, yeah, we're we we obviously we got it better. I mean, right. the way we do. It. And again, you can back it up. You can back all that shit up to the cloud, and and it just it's going to live forever at that point. You know, it'll it'll never go away. You're not gonna even if your phone you can take your phone shattered into a million mm-hmm. pieces and it's it's still not gonna go anywhere. So and, and and at that point you could you could get like a slideshow going, like a digital slideshow, and then be like, Hey guys, you know, I want to show you some pictures. Sure. Like, you could sure. do that with somebody. So you so you yeah. really could. It's about I think it's more about getting five or six family members to sit down and, you know, just look through old pictures. Right. I think that's more the task at sure. hand than anything there. But yeah, that's that that's where you see it too when it comes to like cameras, like uh, any kind of digital technology or any mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like that's where you see the just the leaps and bounds that are oh, yeah. constantly happening with technology. Sure. And as soon as it's invent- as soon as it's created, it's already old. Someone else has already already saw it and like, yeah, I can do that better. Well, that's why it's like that's why it's tough to have a successful business <clears throat> in this country. I mean, for a long time. I mean, it's it's not easy. You know, it's a lot of hard work. And it's like you can have that innovative product, but yeah, you're right. What if? Okay, well, we got this thing, and everybody loves it right now. They're mm-hmm. buying a ton of them. They're mm-hmm. they're we can't sell enough. It's like okay, well, what's what's gonna happen in two years? Is this still gonna be the case? Yeah. Is this still gonna be? Or is somebody gonna come up? Some other guy in a basement somewhere or in a garage can be like, dude, we could do this cheaper, and I could make it a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? You know, so right. it's like you you you're never. You always got to be constantly fighting the wolves, you know. You know as, as soon as uh, it just feels like for the longest time, as soon as I would come up with some idea, oh, that sounds so cool, I'd look it up. Fuck, it's already out there. Yeah, it's already out there. Mm-hmm. I'd look it up, it's already out there. So what I figured out, I was like, well, well, hold on a second. If 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 ever if the ideas that I come up with and they're already out there, that means that if there's something I want to do, and I don't have the tool for it then does that mean all I have to do is think about it and it will show up? If, it, if, I have, if all I have to do is think about it and then search for it, eventually it will show. Because mm-hmm. that's a law. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I, I hear people talk about this all the time. And I, and I don't doubt it, to be honest. I don't doubt it. I mean, think of how many freaking infomercials there are out there for mm-hmm. whatever, whatever product. But so, yeah, back in the day, it was easier to be like, oh, this thing would be great This is to, to do this just have this thing tweak at that a little bit and then mm-hmm. I mean yeah it was better that way but you know, before the industrial revolution 
you can bang out a hundred thousand of those things. No, though, you couldn't. You know, and so it's like, what? What was it? What good was it? You were gonna have to make every single one by hand. I mean, maybe you could have come up, and, and that's why a lot of those guys they just came up with it once, and then they're like, oh, this, this is mine. No, sure. I'm good. Sure. I'm, I got what I needed now. Well, at the time, you, you know? there was no other option. Yeah, you had that's to. That's the way so, it was. That's so all you knew. So you could have invented it more, yeah, but could you get it out to 100,000 people? Uh, no, no. 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 So, <laughs> so it, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. But, but yeah, the Industrial Revolution, man. Everything made so easily. Well, you know, I saw this, I saw this somewhere, and I thought it would be cool to, uh, to, to translate it and then maybe carve it into wood because that's one thing I like to do. Um, it said, uh, the most consistent thing we have truly have is inconsistency. (laughs) That is the most consistent thing that we have is inconsistency. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, that makes sense because shit is forever changing on a dime. And that's Mm -hmm. good because then you, that keeps you from getting stale. That keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Like you said, all these different things, all these different aspects of life coming at you. Like with me, it's. It's my job. It's my daughter. It's my girlfriend. Uh, it's my where I live. You know, it's, it's a bunch of different things, and these are all the various ticketed items. And when you, when you can put them into a hierarchy, like you said, um, and then work them out. Uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, and then work them out. Then, then things don't feel so foggy. Yes, you have a lot of things on your plate, but mm-hmm. then when you can account for stuff. And you set it down, and you make even the smallest of uh, even the smallest of plans yeah. will clear a ton of fog, and then you have some direction. You don't feel like you're sinking, mm-hmm. or just a little effort. You know, you're just a little bit closer working towards that that one thing that you wanted to get done there. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, e- e- even even driving up here this this afternoon, even driving up here, I'm thinking. Well, when I was and I was cruising through Seattle, and I'm like, well, um, I don't normally come up this way. But the life I want to live will require of me to be open-minded to new surroundings constantly. Because at this point, most of what I do, I just kind of kick it at home. You know, I don't venture out a whole lot. And that's not good for me. I'm determining that is not good for me. So it was uncomfortable, yes. But then again, so are most things in the beginning. Yeah. Well, that I mean, it's quintessential your comfort zone. Your house is your comfort zone. You know, you don't, you're not going to get fucked with. You know, no one's going to do anything stupid to you. You know, nothing's going to happen. You, uh, mm-hmm. That's your comfort zone. But yeah, you got to get out because you get hunkered down too much. And then that's mm-hmm. when you start and to lose. that becomes a habit. Yeah. And then you, and then the reality that you're living in mm-hmm. is a reality that's a little bit off from the actual reality that everybody else right. out there faces. Right. Because, uh, again, this is something Jordan Peterson said. I really like this guy, but uh, but he was talking about like how we all fit into the social construct and everything, mm-hmm. and it's like you get a lot of cues on what's acceptable and what's not acceptable mm-hmm. from the signals and stuff that you get from everybody else that you interact with on a daily basis, you know, and like even if you get in like an altercation with some guy, like this guy's like. Like I've had it, I've had one time I got into it with some trucker at a at one of my stops. You know, mm-hmm. we, start, we start shouting at each other. He's yelling at me. I'm yelling at him, and the and you know it's like. As much as I like to think that Jesus, that guy was acting like a complete asshole. What the hell was going on here? At the same time, I'm like driving. I'm driving away, and I'm like, did, did I really need to keep pushing it there? I mean, can I just like you know? Yeah. And it's like even that asshole, he gave me a little cue there. You know, mm-hmm. I got a little, I got a little ping from him that hey, mm-hmm. hey, 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 you right. know, a little right. something. And 
there, there's something behind that. You know, you get a little something from people around. You know, you make a joke or something that doesn't go over well, and you get, you're like, you're like oh right. shit, should I not be thinking that uh, shit's that fucked up? <laughs> you know, it's just the little stuff, and that's why you got to stay connected. You got to stay in the mix. You got to get mm-hmm. out of your comfort zone because you do get some stuff from that. Right. You're talking about that trucker and that altercation. There was a guy a couple, a couple, a couple of days ago. I was cruising down the street, and I was on the uh, two lanes, both directions. Um, two in each direction, and I was on the outside lane. And then he had nosed out just a hair into into my lane. I could have easily gone around him, and I looked around. There was nobody behind me. I could have easily done it, but no. I stayed in my lane, which is my God-given right, to be there, and I stopped. And I told him, back up. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I said, back the fuck up. And then he rolled his window down because he started screaming at me, but then realized I can't hear him because he has his window up. So he rolls his window down. And starts yelling at me, and I don't know what he was saying. I just kept motioning back up, back up, and then uh, as I'm passing him now, because he backed up, he did and back I, up. he did back he up, he capitulated. Yes, um, he's like, "You fucking moron!" I'm like, "You know what? Okay, number one, if my daughter was in the car, I wouldn't even have approached this because I don't know who this dude is. I don't know what he's got, and yeah. I've got my kid in the back seat. Yeah. No fucking thank you. I'm yeah. not going to throw her through some unknown." Yeah. But that being said, it was just me. I could have easily gone around and avoided this whole thing, but that wasn't the point. Uh-huh. That was not the point. This tweaker-ass motherfucker needed to learn how to fucking drive yeah. and obey the rules for once. Mm-hmm. He he wound up going backwards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and and who knows? But since, that was as since... far as I was willing to push the issue. If he wanted to escalate, I'm like, this, it ain't fucking worth it. Yeah. Like it. yeah. Well, hey, no, you, you got, like you I said, know. you, you got him to capitulate. But, but yeah, and... And who knows? He might leave that altercation, and again, he's probably like, "Oh, that fucking." That he piece was of with shit. his girlfriend. I'll bet you his girlfriend not held him to just told him to go back because you know girls are a lot more level headed than guys yeah. are. And well, they're more agreeable. usually they're more agreeable. Yeah, they just they'll go along. <laughs> but but who knows? Maybe from then on, you know, again, like you said, he probably says that guy was a queer, whatever, fucking stupid ass, whatever. But maybe <clears throat> from now on, when he's pulling out of that place. Maybe he's thinking, don't don't edge out too far, don't don't get out there too far. Mm-hmm. Just, just hold on, come, approach slowly, approach slowly. You know, maybe that subconscious will will get him, and he'll slightly change his ways like that. You know, I, I was uh, cruising to work this morning, and uh, a vehicle did a very similar thing, and then it stopped. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, here we go again, same exact scenario. Mm-hmm. And then and then it kept cruising, but at, but when I when I approach the car, I'm thinking, I'm just going to go around it. And yeah. it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth nothing. It wasn't worth my time. Yeah. Why? You're not going to change his mind. Mm. He's not going to want... He doesn't want to change his mind. Who am I to come along and try? Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. It's not waste, it's waste Some, of my time. Sometimes it's a lost cause. No question. There's no, no and, question about it. But uh, another t- another kind of situation that works like that, too, is like if I'm riding my bike. And a lot of times, if there's not like a legit bike lane, which... I'm not complaining if there's not a legit bike lane, okay? I don't care. I just, of course not. I'll no, just, no, I just ride on the, I just ride on the sidewalk. But sometimes you have that car coming out of the business, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like in the way, and they see you coming, and most of the time they will back up for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't, I can, I don't mind if they don't. I can swerve around you. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm on a bike. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty mobile. But uh, they'll back up for me, and I make sure that anytime that they do, I, I give them a little wave. 
I give him a little nice. wave. Exactly. Because it it's takes like, no hey, effort. You, you considered me. So here's a little consideration right back at you, pal. Acknowledge right? it. You yeah. know, and, and, and again, it comes back to social cues from other people. He sees that you appreciated the fact that he moved for you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to make sure that I do that stuff. I mean, you know, these guys are out there. He's cruising, he's, he's pedaling his ass off. And, you know, people learn stuff from that. There's something to be Mm -hmm. taken even if you don't even know that it's happening, when it's happening. Sure. Well, there was a trucker that got in front of me, and I waved him in. I said, go ahead and come on in. I used to truck around a lot myself. Mm -hmm. And so I waved him in. Nine times out of ten, whether it's a trucker or any driver, just like, whatever, that's it. And mm-hmm. then, But it's like you take the time, you, you come on in, it's fine. It's not so much the, the physical effort it takes. It's the fact that they thought they, that they were concerned of you and said, okay, come on in. And then when they blink, then when they blink a thank you, awesome. Mm-hmm. Or when someone cuts in front of you, they're like, oh, so sad. Yeah. I shouldn't have assumed. I should not have assumed that accent when I... <laughs> That wasn't nice. That was no, yeah. Nice. I like it when you get the flashers too. I'm yeah, it's sorry. not. It's not very. It's everybody. It really is. It's not. It's not very common. But but yeah, I know, and that pisses me off too. You get people on the road, and it's like somebody wants to, like, get in, and yeah, I hate that asshole who tries to get in at the very end, the very very end. Don't get me wrong, I fucking hate that guy. He can go to hell for all I care. But at the same time, it's like if they're kind of just trying to get in front of you or doing whatever. At some point, we just got we we all got to work together. Mm-hmm. We're all gonna work. We got got to work together. So just let them in, okay? It's about the zipper, people. One here, yes. one here, one here, one here. One, it's you know, simple. it's a zipper. That's yeah. how it works, okay? One and one, one and one, one and one. In this that, structured in this structured traffic society, that's the way it goes. I, I mean, I mean, what are we gonna do? We're we gonna run this guy off the road? Are we gonna put him in the ditch? Huh? <laughs> I mean, come on, come on, you guys. You know how many thousands of fucking cars are in front of you? Hundreds of thousands, and you're worried about this guy? Yes, we, he's an idiot to begin with. What do you care? And but that's what makes it upsetting about those guys that do drive like selfish assholles. You know, that's why you right, get to that but point you're not getting, punching the steering wheel, you right? Know? But you're never going to get away from them they're all they're all over the place don't yeah. touch my paint job i don't give a shit yeah. you want to live like that that's on you you know you want to cruise through that and break and break laws that's fine i see you breaking laws left and right i'm not going to do that just because i mean if that's if that's who you want to be that's fine that's on you i'm not yeah. going to start just because you do it yeah i don't want to live my life that way yeah i know and, he, and and yeah okay some of the laws they're kind of lame and stuff and no, I agree. it's like it's like and it's like i'm a chronic jaywalker i'm a chronic jaywalker but I feel like I do it better than other people. <laughs> yes, you do it in style. Well, you know, I make sure it's clear. And I you show, make some, it look I show some hustle, okay? I'm going fucking high knees across that. Especially if it's Highway 99 down here. Right? I'm going high knees the whole time. I don't care if it's clear. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to mosey across. No. But, you know, it's like jaywalking. It's like, okay, well, we can't have everybody jaywalking because... Some people are going to start getting hit if that's the case. So to a certain extent, well, they go into the street understanding that's a possibility. <sighs> yeah, but how? Aaron. Many, but how many of those assholes would want to sue somebody the second they got plowed by some car? Every because they cross in Highway 99 when it's fucking 45 mile an hour miles per hour, and some of those, some of the ups and downs, you can't really see when somebody's coming over the hill. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I uh, I went to New York last Christmas, and uh, me and my uh, and my daughter. And we have I, we have family there, and so here in the Seattle area, most drivers, most go by the opinion that if you're in the street, I'll stop for you, because the because the the enforcement around here dictates that. Mm-hmm. So I see that everywhere. That with that mentality, I went to New York. Mm-mm, nope, no. 
drivers don't give a flying shit about you. <laughs> you get your ass out of the street. They don't have time to care about you. They're too they're, they're too busy. So I went in. I went into the street, and I was the first one in, expecting that fucker to stop. Oh. I didn't hear any brakes going. I heard nothing. All I heard was the same RPMs coming at me, but this time louder, right? And then my sister, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of the road. And you know, and she's yelling at me. Uh-huh. And then I'm yelling at this guy, you slow the fuck down. You know, I'm walking here. You know, and then uh, I honestly, I felt at the time, because I was pretty emotional about it, I felt I got pretty well bitched at by my sister. Mm-hmm. Understandably, it's a completely different society out there, yeah. but I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. And so I had to accidentally cross the wrong boundary to learn where it actually laid. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't, they don't fuck around. No. And that's the thing. No. When you come in a big city, like when you come in a big city like that and there's so many people again, if everybody's fucking jaywalking, then we just got madness. We Mm -hmm. got complete madness here. And so they say, no, that, that, so there's zero tolerance over there, you know, zero tolerance. You, you want to cross that? You better fucking be going for it, pal. All right. You better show some goddamn hustle. (laughs) I mean, I've had people, I've had people, on uh, on Lake City Way, which okay, you know that's it, not the nicest of sure. areas sure. by any means. Okay, sure. lots of scoundrels, mm. but people will run right in front of my fucking truck, like two or three car lengths they in front of me. They want you to hit them. They need Tre- the money. I mean, that's what I, I feel like it is. I feel like they want you to hit him almost. So like, eh, things aren't going good. So maybe, maybe if I only get out of a couple of broken ribs, you know, maybe I'll be all, okay out of the deal in two, two or three off. months. I, I mean, I almost feel that's the case, dude. You're I probably almost feel right. that's the case. Just jump right over. And, and again, you know, getting those social cues, I make sure every fucking time, roll that goddamn window down. What are you doing, man? Get the fuck out of the road, you fucking idiot! Every time, you know, you're gonna hear it from me every time because it's like, again, he could walk away and be like, oh, "That guy's a fucking asshole." Whatever, Just fuck that guy. Get... And you'll probably never ever see him again. So but it doesn't ev- matter. But eventually, maybe five, six years from now, he'll look back on that situation. You know, those thoughts—they come out of nowhere. Remember, mm-hmm. you can't control all of them. Mm-hmm. And I'll think about it. Maybe I was kind of being an asshole there when I ran right out in front of that uh, box truck that could have easily plowed me over and mm-hmm. killed me. Maybe that wasn't the best choice. Watch enough YouTube. Then. Watch I mean, enough YouTube videos. You get real. Uh... I mean, I have a, I have a, I have a dozen, probably a dozen situations where I've looked back and was like, eh, that eh, probably <laughs> was pretty fucking dumb of me to do that. Sure. I can't believe that. I thought that was, well, and, moment... and you're almost, and you're embarrassed. Like you're embarrassed about something that happened twelve years ago that nobody else has even thought about for uh, eleven and a half besides you. Right. You know. But you're like, oh my god. But but again, that's the that comes back to to being the hard hard on yourself. But uh, but yeah, I just feel like that's you know you got to you get you got to let them you got to give them a little something. Well, if we're all on the freeway traveling the same direction, we must communicate. Blinker left, blinker right. I'm slowing down. I'm speeding up. Whatever. We must fucking communicate. And that is what kills me lately too. Is I see so many people who do not use their blinker, and I want to just go crazy when I see that dude. How hard is how hard is your hands are right here on the steering wheel. Uh, ten and two for those people. Uh, just, for the old school type, just li- just listening on the Pri- podcast. Prior airbags, yes, ten and 10. ten and two. Uh, how hard is it to flick your pointer finger to show that you're going to take a left turn over here? I mean, what is the deal, you guys? We're all in this together, okay? We all need to be on the same page. We all need to know what everybody's doing. We're all in this together. We all just want to get to work, okay? I know you're a little late. Aaron, Aaron, no, you, 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 you missed the update. Cars are not equipped with blinkers anymore. Do you notice that you just don't see them on the newer vehicles? 
They don't exist. Cars are not equipped with them. We I don't mean, have them. I mean, I, you know, I hate it's to changed. tell you, but a, a lot of a lot of these ladies out there on the road, it wouldn't kill you to burn a calorie and a half putting that blinker single signal on. Okay, you guys, it wouldn't kill you. Just put. Just give me a little click. Give me two or three flashes, okay? Right. Before you come in my Blink lane. Twice for I, yes. <laughs> I, I, I know you were. I know you were two and a half car lengths in front of me, so you thought, oh, th- this wouldn't be a problem at all. But just, just give me a little bit of notice, okay? Yeah. I know what you're gonna do, but just play by the rules, all right? Is, is this asking too much? Is is using your turn signals asking too much? Mm-hmm. I mean, c- come on. I'm OCD about it to the to the to the effect that I think, uh, and I know there's a there's a psychological term. Maybe it is OCD, but I don't know when it's when it started. But I have to count ten. I'm not like they. I'm not like that really with anything else in my life, not mm-hmm. on a major scale. But when I turn the blinker on, I have to start click click. I have to count in my head, mm. and by the time I'm at five or six, I should be have I should be straddling that center line on the way to the other side. Oh, okay. And then uh, when I hit uh, when I hit ten. You know, okay. I don't know why. I don't mean to. I just count. It's just it's in my head. I, you know, yeah. I don't know why. Maybe it's to make sure that the whole thing goes smoothly. Okay, by, yeah. By pacing it out, it's like I honestly flow. don't know. I thought you were going to say ten, and then change. And I no, was going to say no, 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 no. You can see so you're waiting too long. Like Mm-mm. like when I'm in the truck, I got to give it longer. You know, I I hit that indicator. And I give it three or four seconds before I even make a move, mm. you know, because again, I gotta let people know. And a lot of times, there's assholes swerving from around you, so oh, they don't I, give a shit. I want my conscience clear. I want to be like, hey, listen, you know, I, I clearly signaled it was going for a couple seconds, and then I got over. Yeah. You know, sorry, that guy on that crotch rocket came around <laughs> and fucking hit my back end. But what do you want me to do? But no, you you gotta yeah, you gotta give it a little a little bit of time at least. Ten se- ten seconds is is too much. But the whole process, okay, I'll give you the whole process from the initial click mm-hmm. to in the other lane off click. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a ten second, a nice little easy roller, you know. But yeah, you gotta give people a little heads up too, and, that, and that's why I hate when people they give you one click and then they're boom, they're in your and you can see those people a mile away. You spot them. And it's just like what are My... you? You're just like what are you doing, dude? What and, are you doing? And then there's my daughter. She's like, look, daddy, that guy's checkerboarding through traffic. I said, yep, you're right. Yeah, and then I tell her I'll say, "See, Lily, you see that car behind us?" She'll turn around. I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I'll tell you what. I'm going to slow down, and I'm going to make this car go around me, and then he's going to get next to, the, he's going to get behind the car next to me, and then he's going to shoot in front of me." Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Called it. It's to show you how much of a jerk off you're driving. Like, uh, hey, yes. I'm going to get he more. He has to cut me. I'm off going to get more to reckless uh-huh. to show you how much you suck at doing this. Yeah, <laughs> just just to make it clear, you know, right? Because I don't want to necessarily put my middle finger up uh, out the window, you know. That would burn one and a half calories. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that'd be like three and a half probably. That'd take a couple. It'd depend on the finger. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> That's true. How much over there? Yeah, just like, just like, guys, we we all we're all in this together. Okay, we all want to get where we want to go, and we all think it's really important for us to get there. So let's just do it in a kind of civilized manner. And we're not rushing anywhere. Why call it rush hour? No one's rushing the fuck anywhere. Uh, I mean, seriously, come on. I saw this this biker too. I saw this this older guy on the bike. He's on like a Harley or whatever, and it's like the biker is like. I, I see. It's tough because you know you want to drive reckless. You're the one that is going to feel yeah. the pain from that more than anybody. Yeah. So it's like... I'll hey, give you your you, space to You to want to roll out. the dice. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember one time I was coming home. Uh, I was coming home like late at night and I was driving in the far 
right lane and I was I was making like a right turn mm-hmm. on the freeway mm-hmm. and this guy he just I don't know where he came from he came out of nowhere though and he's mm-hmm. got the bike he must have been going like 90 95 just barely came right behind my like back left corner and swerved into the other lane and just like zoom up Scared the shit out of me, dude. I'll bet. I swear to God, I, I, I'm not kidding you. He was probably less than two feet away from my back bumper. I mean, and it's like, what if I just tap the brakes for whatever? Oh, reason? that would mess him what, straight what, up. What if, what if, a, what if there's a bottle that was rolling through the through the? And I was like, oh, sh-, you know, I mean, he would he would have been off the handle, done, dude. He would have mm-hmm. been he would have been flying across the freeway at 90 miles an hour, just skidding across. Uh, it's like he'll wind up on a YouTube video a month later. And, you know, obviously I'm, I wouldn't feel good about the situation, but I wouldn't really feel what are you bad do? either, he though. It upon himself. I, I, exactly. What are you... I'm not going to feel bad. My car got kind of fucked up. It's like, well, you know, he lost his life. So this Honda cost me $1,500. we will call it a wash, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but it's like, but, uh, but, you know, that, that's how it would be, though. I'd be yeah. like, well, you know, sorry, that, bro. He treated it. That's how he felt about it when he got it when he got himself into that position to begin with. And and again, he came out of nowhere. It scared the shit out of me, dude. Like, I because he had a loud exhaust, and I was just like, oh my god. But it's like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go there with it. I mean, that's okay. And and hey, I was that guy on the bike one time. You know, I, I wasn't I wasn't swerving and out of traffic, but yeah, on the clear off ramp, I was mm-hmm. doing 125. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Sure. Okay, and, and yeah, again, I'm taking a chance. Yeah, what if somebody cuts in front of me? I'm going 125. They're going they're going 68. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of room for error there. So, right. you know, you never know. But uh, that, that's how it goes. You you know, you want to you want to be an asshole on the bike. All right, man. I didn't. You're right. cra- you're a craps player too. All right, let's roll them. Well, there's always. I mean, regardless of how we choose to live or what or what direction we're going, it all comes down to one thing, which I think uh, this uh, today's cast seemed to revolve around was, uh, you know, all the decisions that we make on an ongoing, large or smaller scale, and everywhere in between. Mm-hmm. You know, you make a you make a decision, you're going to go somewhere in particular, but sticking to that is that can be the difficult part because everything about you is going to want to go backwards. Yeah, unless you have unless you have more power than what it is that's holding you back. You have to have more than that to unbalance it into your favor. Yeah. And it is. And it's like that. Yeah. It's like that motivation. Cause yeah, it's always going to work against us. I mean, getting what we want to get done and what we want to achieve, it's always going to work against you. Like that's not the natural, the, if it was like a natural thing or an easy thing where you wanted to be, you'd already be there basically. And you'd have no ambition and you'd be almost dead at that point. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the one, the one, the one thing that our mind, that our brain is even is even in us for is to keep this organism alive mm-hmm. in every way, shape, or form. Whether it's through sight, you see something coming, oh my god. Yeah. Or whether you taste something, ooh, that, that, no. Or it doesn't matter what it is. Or whether it's, uh, you know, the feeling on your skin. Yeah. It makes no difference. The mind does not want to let go of anything. And it uses... And in order to survive, it's aware of everything going on around you um, and letting go of, of things that once worked for you um, are no longer applicable, especially if you want to take a new direction. The answers that were good for then, we try to bring those same answers into today's day and that we're not we're not working with the same equation. So how yeah. can we want why, why would we want the same answer? Yeah, it's not going to add up. Yeah. And that's, and again, it comes back to what you're talking about earlier. And it's like, yeah, you got to just always be able to, you know, evolve. You got to be able to bob and weave. You got to be able to work with it because 
Because how many times have you like thought about an argument you were going to have with somebody about whatever the topic was? You know, you've been building up for it like two or three days, maybe a couple of weeks even. You know, you're like, okay, this fucking mm-hmm. I can't believe they did this, whatever, whatever. And then you get to that moment and you're in it and it just... It is not going to go that way. It doesn't go it, it, it will one go bit at all. Way. And no. you plan this out for hours mm-hmm. in your head. You know, you plan this out for hours. So... You just you got to be able to evolve, and, and that's and that's what it comes down to. If you want to be successful, more or less, and it's like yeah, like life's it's not going to be easy. You're not going to get where you want to be with a little bit of effort. But what it comes down to, in my opinion, is how motivated are you, and what motivates you. You need to put that motivation, like you just said, and that little bit of effort, but consistently, consistently, and that creates a big picture. A little bit of effort you need. Yes, per day, but you add it all up, you're going to need in the long run to put out a lot of effort to get something that you haven't had before to get rid. You're going to have to sustain the current life you're living while you're making an intentional plan to make it into something different. Are you, are you working? Greater. Yes, if that's what you want. I mean, if you want to retire and go up to the woods and feed squirrels, if you can pull that off, you're smashing success, if that's what you want. Um, but you're going to have to sustain the current life that you're living while you're making preparations and planning and executing and things to take it in another direction. And ultimately, because whatever you're doing in the moment, it makes no difference. Whatever you're doing in that moment, you're going to get better at. If you're doing this for the next 10 hours, you're going to get better at this. If you're smoking crack for the next 10 hours, assuming you live, um, (laughs) you're going to get good well, if you're an alcoholic, you get good at learning how to be an effective alcoholic. Yeah. So everything, so if you, anything you want to do, you spend enough time in it, good or bad, you will adapt to it because that's what the brain needs to do to survive, to match the new surroundings in order to keep this organism alive. But if you know that and you're aware of that, then you can take yourself in a, in a specific direction, design what that could be for you and sustain the current the current lifestyle while you're transitioning into the other one yeah yeah and and again i just i, I want to hammer this point down you know it comes down in my opinion bigly bigly on uh what motivates you and how motivated you are i mean because that's I think that's the difference maker in the whole equation. Well, what's your vision? I mean, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously being smart is important, you know, high IQ, high IQ is never a bad thing. I mean, there's, there's, there's a, a few small negative aspects to having a high IQ, but that always helps. But how motivated are you? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, this is America. You don't have to be the smartest person out there. You don't, that's not, that's not a requirement. If you want to just go out there and work your ass off and do it better than the next guy, hey, more power to you. You know, if that's what's going to get you where you want to be, if that's the meaning that you derive from your life, then that's fine. But, Mm -hmm. but yeah, what motivates you? You know, what, what gets you going? What gets you out of bed? You know, what, what gets you up? And that's, that can be hard for a lot of people who don't really enjoy their job. I mean, and, and I have certain days of my own job that, yeah, I'm, it's, you know, it is a little tough to get out of bed because, like, I don't fucking do this shit like right right you know so. with, with me really what i would really prefer to do would be voiceovers mm-hmm. i would love to do voiceovers mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons that i enjoy being here because it gives me a little bit of a not voice overing but a little bit of a just feel for the mic in general you yeah. know wherever that may lead yeah but um but uh, i have a vision of how i want to live versus how i have lived 
Mm-hmm. Two, two very different things. Now I'm aware that I am in full control, you know, of the direction of my life. As before, I knew it, you know, intelligently, you know, but you don't really feel it. Now you yeah. get older, you're like, okay, shit's got to happen. Yeah, you don't personify it, really. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you and you know that's the thing. Yeah, you got to know where you want to be too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's 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 a big part of it. But if you have a big, if you have a, a picture, if you have a picture, and then you can break it down into little components and bring each component down, and then see, okay, where on the hierarchy level is this? Where do I think would be a good place to start? Yeah. You start with the corners and the edges, do the obvious shit. Yeah. Then you can fill in the center, as that uh, as that sees fit. Mm-hmm. But by having a large picture and breaking it down. Um, you have something that you can start with, and the rest will come. The yeah. rest will sh- if if you move, the rest will show itself. Yeah. Well, and like you said, you know, you just put if you put in a little bit of time too, you know, you you get better at these things. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people out there, myself uh, being one of them at times, no question, that are just completely terrified of. I, I mean, I've said this many times in the podcast, but I'll say it again. They're just they're scared to suck at something. You know, you and you try, and anytime you try something new, especially if it's like brand new and you've never done it before, I mean, maybe, I mean, sometimes you're a prodigy, whatever. But anytime you're gonna do something new, you're gonna suck at it for a while, mm-hmm. and it feels like shit, and you don't enjoy. It. You're like, oh, yeah, man, this, oh, this is difficult, whatever. But there's that learning curve, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're actually motivated, again, with if you have the motivation to want to be good at this. Then you're gonna you're gonna get that learning curve, and you're, it's gonna develop, and it's gonna do it in a in a parabolic way, you know, like it's gonna sure, build on itself. Sure. Well, it's it's the same thing as if if you were to move to a different country, didn't know the rules, didn't know the laws, didn't know the land, but you moved there, you'd be like, oh my god, now what? And you wouldn't know what to think. It's like now where do I go with this? And you feel like, oh holy shit. And the same thing is with any situation. It's just the same. You step into a situation, you're essentially stepping into a different world. And when you enter that situation, you're bringing yourself into it, which you have your smarts from times past, but this is a new situation. This is a new world. So the laws that you're accustomed to, that you've lived by, that you've probably um, based most of your life's beliefs on, (laughs) they're going to change. And you're like, well, now what do I do? It's a whole different world. It's a whole different situation. So, of course, it is going to take time to learn the the people, to learn how things are structured. And Mm -hmm. like you said, going into uh, social cues, they'll give them to you. And they're more than happy to do so. (laughs) A lot of people They'll let you know. Yeah. That's funny you say that because I was actually, uh, you know, I was looking through the camera roll the other day. And I I took a trip to Europe a couple uh, years ago. And I was watching one of the videos. And it was a video of me... Right when I got into Amsterdam. So I got into mm. Amsterdam mm-hmm. and I flew in and the weather was, it was kind of shaky. It was like overcast, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, you know, a little cloud, a little sunny when I got in, hung out at the airport for a little bit, kind of to get my bearings, you know, and take a few photos and whatever. And then I ended up taking off heading uh, for my Airbnb. I take the subway. So mm-hmm. we take the subway. It actually goes pretty close to where I'm at. So that was kind of nice. I get off the subway. It's getting kind of later at night. Mm-hmm. I, and I and I come out of the tunnel, and it's just pouring down rain. Really, it's nighttime. It's pissing rain out. I'm in Amsterdam, a city I've never even been in before, and I'm just thinking to myself, "What the, f- what the fuck is going on right here, dude? I don't even know exactly where I'm at. I don't even know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm by myself. I'm like, mm. what the fuck? I mean, and it's." If you can't, if you don't handle that situation properly, you you can kind of panic. You know, you you can be at that point. And I and I, 
I wouldn't say well, like, you're trying to make sense of things. Exactly. You're you, like you said. Your brain's trying to figure out this new world that you're a part of and make the best of it. But you know, it's it's just like it seems like a daunting task. But it's one of those things. You, you just you're like, okay, this one needs to be done. This one needs to be done. This one needs to be done. So let's get on it. And you start walking and you know start mm-hmm. making it happen and you'll find that it was no, it wasn't nearly as difficult as you had perceived it to be no you just uh, that first step you know like which uh which yeah. way are we going here you know like yeah. that one it's like eh, okay and then you just go with it you know you just yeah. you just go with it i mean again cuz you never know exactly how it's going to play out but no, you we're going to have to dip we're going to have to duck we're going to have to dodge we're going to have to weave but hey we'll get we'll get where we want to be hopefully if we keep moving forward mhm which goes back to what you said um um oh my god i had it in my head <laughs> total brain fart um hmm. we're Sorry. good like that no it's all right we're good like that though <laughs> we uh as far as adapting goes i mean again you just you just gotta you just gotta stick it out you just gotta have the mental fortitude and you know you gotta not panic you gotta you gotta not freak out because Anytime you let well, your mood deteriorate, then that then everything becomes more difficult at that point. The thing is, is that it's so I find it's it's okay to panic, but to what degree and when? Mm-hmm. Um, all these emotions that we have in us, these are our GPS systems. You know, I feel if something makes me extra happy, hey, that's good. Then I know that I like that. If something makes me sad, then maybe it's triggering me to fix something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if I'm pissed off about a situation, you know, then something based on my beliefs, thoughts, and actions of life before is allowing me to feel this way about something. And all these feelings are there to provoke us to take action or to not take action or to go various directions. These are our GPS. It's our compass. Yeah. You know, not to rely on emotions 100%. But when you feel something about a certain situation, allow yourself to feel that. And then when that feeling is over, then your logical side can kick in. Once that kicks in, then you can look at the situation and go, that was not okay. It really, in my understanding, it should have gone this way instead. Mm -hmm. So what can I do to get those gears moving in the direction that it should be? And if it involves somebody else... um, uh, mixed with them as well because if it's a multi-gear operation you alone can't fix it you need their information yeah but the point is is that uh when all of your emotion is said and done your body your mental state of mind is going to come back to its idling state um just like you're not feeling extra your body's not feeling extra happy it's not feeling sick you're just here in our minds the same way yeah um and so when you when the emotions wear off and you get back and you get back to that idle state, that is the time. It's never going to be. Well, I shouldn't say never, but that's the best time I think, at least for me, um, to act upon it right away. Write it down. Do whatever you got to do to get that momentum moving. Take that first step, as you said, mm-hmm. and then um, once you do that, and you have the logical gears in place, and you just move forward, and that's all you can do day to day. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's funny too. Another time, I got to use the same mentality in my li- in my, my more daily life is I'll go on a bike ride, mm-hmm. and I, I try to push myself whenever I can, especially when I'm feeling good or I'm in a good mood or whatever. And so you you try to go a little further than mm-hmm. you did before. Well, the problem with that is when you go on a bike ride, it's like you go out. Well, you got to come back. 
So it's like you want to push. You're like, yeah, we're going to do more. We're going to do more. It's like, okay, but we got to do all this again too. So keep that in mind. You know, Using the exact opposite muscles because it's in the other way. Yeah, yeah. And if it was a nice downhill before, don't expect that on the way back, Mm -mm. you know, so – but but once you're there, you're just like, and you maybe go a little too far, and you're like, "Holy shit, dude! I don't know if I'm gonna make it back." But you just just keep pedaling. You just mm. keep pedaling. Okay. Mm. You you know you get those doubts, you get those concerns. You're like, "Shit, it's I got 15 more miles. I'm already pretty fucking gassed right now as it is." But you just keep pedaling and you keep moving forward, and eventually you get there. You know, eventually mm-hmm. you do. I mean, the every single one adds up, and you know, even though you don't feel great about it. Yeah, every little step, every little movement forward, every little pedal, they all add up. And mm-hmm. as long as you just keep some kind of momentum, you know, and keep stay motivated. But keep do you have forward. a direction? Do you are you just doing it just to survive and live this? I mean, you could live, you know, for the next forty years. But if you don't do anything different, if it's what you want, fine. But for me, if I don't do anything different, then I'm living the same day for the next forty years. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. You and Bill Murray. <laughs> oh, right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, and, and you're right, and and that's and there is a lot of people. Like, I mean, this is America, though. Everybody to each his own. Okay, exactly. you're allowed yes. to if pursue you whatever want, you want. It. If yes. you want to just have things be the same and want to come home and know exactly what you're going to expect, watch your same exact TV mm-hmm. show, eat the same TV dinner, mm-hmm. you know, drink the same Bush Light, then hey, that that's fine. That's to each his own. But again, yeah. You have a little bit uh, higher level that you want to achieve, and mm-hmm. it, it's going to take more than that, and you're going to have to be pushing the envelope a little bit more. But it, you know, and if I don't have a specific direction, I'm just a rat on the same wheel. I'm I'm expending all my energy, but I'm going nowhere. Yeah, yeah you're spending. I got to have but... a direction, to, and then I can move. No question. Effectively. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, it's a windy path. Okay, it's not a straight line Forever. to where. Every, yeah, it's for to where we're going to go. You going right right now? Maybe you might have to make a hard hook left here down down the way six months from now. Have you, you ever know? driven with an unexpected detour? Now you got to go all the way around, and you're already late for work. You're uh, like, fuck. You're like, I mean, what shit you, happens. I mean, what are you going to do? You're just going to go home. You're going to go home and go back to bed. It's uh, tempting, but no, you can't. it does sound nice. <laughs> you're like, I'm done with this. Okay, I'm, I'm I've had enough. Done with the rat race. Yeah, I know you got it, but you're right. You do have to have a direction. You know, you do, and and again, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know, you don't have to hit it right on the bullseye necessarily, but you do have to be moving forward. Okay, because that's what that's the goal of life. If you're not trying to improve, if you're not trying to get mm -hmm. a little bit better, then I mean, what are you doing? You're not doing anything. Exactly, and and if you hit it right on the bullseye every single time, when do you get bored and stop? You're like, okay, well, this isn't this is nothing new anymore. This is this is the same shit. Mm-hmm. It might be straight on the bullseye, but I'm not learning anything. Yeah. You know, so if if you're at a point where you're not learning anything, then you need to do something different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, got to get out of that comfort zone, you know. Mm-hmm. But so hard to do. Well, it can be. Well, and and as you get older, that you know that that father time doesn't help this equation at all either. You know? How do you how do you qualify that? Well, I I just think that it's harder. The I just think the older that you get, it's harder to make radical changes or drastic changes. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can change the little things. Everybody's always capable mm-hmm. of changing little things. I've talked to many old people. Yeah. I just took up this or that or doing, sure. doing this thing, you know, whatever you go. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I've been wanting to do it for 30 years. So I finally just say, you know, I mean, <laughs> anybody can do that. That's fine. But the dramatic changes, mm. the dramatic changes, they get harder. I feel like after like 30, 32 years. Oh yeah. Old. And they're, they're deeply, deeply rooted into your psyche. They're not yeah. just going to up and take off. Yeah. So to make those changes can be difficult. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think maybe that's, and, and may, you know, and I think 
I think you just answered part of the reason, probably if not the reason, that a lot of my uh, calendared squares in here, which looking at it are very blank, they should have circles and marks and things all over it. Maybe the reason I haven't done that and I have been peddling with the little tiny shit is because like you just said, the big ticket pivotal items, those are difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, and not and and you know, and especially if you feel like you've got a lot of it, it's like, oh my god, now I got all this all this crap food on my plate that I gotta eat when I wanna do all this yummy stuff over here. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Oh yeah. You gotta you got to have that vision, you know, you got to have that vision of where is it that I want to be? I mean, people don't think about this. Who is it that I want to be? Well, that, and that's exactly. And that's another big part of it too. And I don't think people do this a lot on a daily basis. I mean, I think they, they fantasize about winning the lottery, you know, buying a mansion and having three or four cars. I think they do that, but I don't think they think like practically like, where could I be in five to seven years if I started working on this task that mm-hmm. needs to be done and start working towards it? You know, I don't think they, I don't think they do that. And you, you have to, you have to, if you want to improve, you gotta, you gotta have, um, you gotta have those markers to tell you whether you were successful or not. Right. You know, you gotta right. checkpoints. Yeah. So Did we get it? Did we not get it? Did mm-hmm. we nail it? Where, where are we at? You know, but I've said this before and I'll say it again. It comes back to a lot of times people, they don't want to know when they miss the mark. And if you didn't write anything down, if you didn't have a plan, then mm-hmm. well, who, who knows? I mean, maybe you got it. Maybe you didn't. Uh, right. You know, there's always tomorrow. Any, yeah. Anybody, it's anybody's guess at this point, you know? So, well, you know, I was, again, I was traveling, um, and I'd plugged my little headphones and that was at the time they had the plastic tubes. You know, you just put put the tube into the in the thing, and then you can hear it through the air. Anyway, I put it onto a certain channel, and I you could hear the captain up front and all of their broadcast and all the transmissions, and it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And what we found was from California to New York, there were I think seven uh, transmissions in between because it's not a straight line. Okay, okay, uh, Houston, uh, you need to or we're approaching Houston. You need to climb up to a thousand feet mm-hmm. higher because there's a storm going on. So we need you to go up. Mm-hmm. And then by listening to all these checkpoints between here and there, you'll get there because the things that applied here do not apply there. So you got to work around that shit, and you got to expect the unexpected. Mm-hmm. So, but eventually, like you said, you will land. You will get there. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's come, it comes to being adaptive. You know, you got to adapt with the situation. You got to be able to shook and jive, baby. You know, <laughs> things are going to happen. But that's the beauty of human beings, though, honestly, is we don't give ourselves any credit because it doesn't really matter as much in the context of the world we live in now. But we're so adaptable. You know, we can, you can throw us in just any situation, mm-hmm. and we just we make the best of it. Well, we have to. I mean, we, it, it we, is it is nature too. We cannot not do that. We we had to. I feel like we as on a personal basis, we don't really have to do that anymore. You know, we got air conditioning pretty oh, much in, where, yeah. in those areas, yes. <laughs> that's different. But but no, it is crazy how adaptable. I mean, I look at it. I love I love to snowboard. You go up to the snowboard. We're going to the top of a fucking mountain that's covered in 8 feet of snow. And we're just going to make it our playground. And we're just going to have a ball and we're going to do some tricks, you know. We're going to jump and we're going to see how fast we can go. 
we're just having a ball up here. And this is like the most extreme conditions around. Like there's a couple <laughs> birds and they're surviving off of scraps from the people who are eating their lunch in the parking lot. <laughs> I mean, it's so crazy. Like we, we could just do it all. It doesn't matter. It's so insane. So, and I guess, I mean, and we had to be, I mean, we had to be Look at it. We survived an ice age with, with at a time when we didn't even really have clothes necessarily, sure. you know, like we developed that kind of stuff because of that situation. It's the evolution and adaptability. I mean, you we, have to adapt to your environment to 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 live in it. You would have died. Must. You would have died. It's a you fucking. Would've. It's a fucking ice age. Okay, do you guys understand that? I think we live in a. I think we live in a social ice age. Ooh. Oh, they do say I the like Seattle. That one. They do talk about. They got the good, Seattle that's freeze. That's an organism. That's an that organism. Is, that is a social it, ice age. You oh, heard it here first. nice. God damn, that is pretty solid. <laughs> Seattle freeze to a new level, right there, baby. God. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, I mean, I mean, and that's what gets me. People are like, oh, you're global warming, global warming. It's like, would you rather have global cooling? Okay, would you rather have to deal with that? No, no, for real. At least, I, you know, it, at least I can jump in a pool or something if, or go down to the beach if it gets a little too hot. Right. You know, or get a couple box fans going in my bedroom, but, but uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's, you know, you just got to adapt. You just got to, you got to keep moving. You got to be able to shake. Again, life's going to throw this stuff at you all the time. And when it comes down to winners and losers, I think it comes down to people who can change and who can adapt with an ever-evolving picture of whatever their reality is mm-hmm. and the people who can't. You know, the people who get broken down and it just it bogs them down too much. They get discouraged. They get frustrated. Well, you know, unless there is something organically wrong with our mind frames, there's nothing that we, I shouldn't say nothing, but there's very little, we all have the power. Every single one of us has that power to make the do- to make the choice, to make the decision change and adapt. And because mother is the repetition of skill, you stay in that long enough, that will become your reality. So if you know that and you're aware of that, then you can choose what reality you want that to be. Vincent Price, he was from St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Sure as hell doesn't sound like he's from Missouri. But he chose a certain lifestyle, and that's how he is. That's that's who he is. Um, but at the same time, I think a lot of us want to change. We just don't exactly know how. Mm-hmm. And that's why I made this thing for myself, because I listened to my father do all the tapes. You know, I listened to people go through all the seminars and everything, but I hadn't found anything that was specific for me. And I love to be creative. Absolutely. That's oxygen to me. I love to be creative. And so this, I found, was a needed outlet that I designed that helps me gauge myself, those uh, those mental tools. Are you on track? Are you off track? What are you doing? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and that doesn't work for everybody, but it works for me. Yeah. Well, you just got to have a plan, you guys. You got to have a plan. Do your best to stick to it. Again, you're not going to nail it 100% of the time, but you got to have something to go with, at least, you guys. You can't just be all willy-nilly every weekend and not have a at least some kind of checklist of a couple mm-hmm. things to get off the list before you start <laughs> pounding Coors Lights, you know, because right. it's 79 degrees out in summertime, which, you know, it's, it's hard to it's hard to avoid. It's hard to avoid. Especially since it's sitting right outside the I, window. Right well, now. I know. And, and, you know, everybody just likes that sun, although it does take a lot out of you. I, I feel don't. like everything's a Really? I don't. You're, I really don't. I, I, I truly, it's not that I despise the sun. I don't yeah. have anything against it. 
kind of have to live with it. Yeah. But uh, I truly, <laughs> I'm I'm a night person. I love the nighttime. When autumn comes around, oh, I celebrate the first day like no other. Mm-hmm. Seriously, the, the 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 air gets colder. The sunsets are are much more beautiful in my esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, the nights last longer. If I could live in the nighttime. I would. In the rain, oh, don't even get me started on how wonderful the rain is. That's why I love Washington. Really? Washington. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy, man. You're you're going against the norm as far as that goes, like for sure because like just human beings in general, like we don't we don't like the dark. We don't like the dark because because again, those crazy little thoughts that we have in our brain, they start creeping up when it's dark and we don't know what's actually going on. But you know that though, that's just your mind doing crazy shit to you. <laughs> Yeah, but, but you're aware of it, and you can choose to do otherwise. I used to watch that uh, they had that they had this show on MTV where they would like take people to like a old haunted prison or something that's been shut down, and mm. it was like it was like kind of like a fear factor. Like you had to do these um, challenges, like you had to go sit in the chair that they electrocuted people in or whatever for you know 20 minutes, or whatever. Oh, I'd and, totally do all that <laughs> and, in a heartbeat. And, and you know, I know in my heart of hearts, I know that they had guys who were just like doing the spooky noises, making sounds you sure. know, and, and creeping these people out. But, uh, it, it was always, it was always fun to watch. And it's, and it's like, yeah, you, you get in that moment and holy shit. I mean, yeah. What's the chances. Okay. You're walking around at some haunted prison. Maybe, maybe it is haunted. You know, maybe it's legitimately haunted. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the chances that you're like actually going to die or be like legitimately harmed? Like your body is going to be harmed. You're going to be hurt. I mean, what's what's the chances of that happen? Especially when you're on an MTV show, you know, you're, you're right. Reality shows, yeah, cameras all around you, exactly, lights everywhere. Yeah, you you had signed a fucking waiver before. I mean, what's the chances of you like, slim and none, slim to none? But at the same time, you can be fucking shitting your pants just because you have no clue what's going on. So, well, I think a big part of how they filmed uh, the Blair Witch Project was uh, to get those e- those emotions out of those people. They didn't tell them half the shit they were going to do to them. Yeah, he said, "Hell no, we want we want it genuine." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, in your in your mind can just come up with anything. Your mind your mind can come up with something that's so much more fantastical than what is actually the situation, mm-hmm. which is you're just in the woods and the wind's kind of blowing and you're hearing some kind of funky sounds with the trees and this mm-hmm. and that, blah, blah blah. And maybe there's like a raccoon around somewhere, but you know. Well, again, going back to uh, you're trying, your brain's trying to make sense of your environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's uh, and and the one thing that uh, speaking of changing environments, uh, me driving up here, and now I was on my way. Um, I'm thinking I I want to get my myself in the mind frame of going to new places consistently because that's with what I want to do. That's what will be demanded of me, mm-hmm. and that's not a rule I have to live by now, but it will be later in the future. Yeah, um, sooner rather than later. But if that's the case, then I need to find avenues to make that my reality. I need to find places to go that I haven't been before so I can develop that in my head. Yeah. And I'll already be it and that will be my reality. Yeah. Maybe just checking out some random stuff you've always kind of thought about or something. Maybe even you know that 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 weeping willow right right outside the right outside the window there. Yeah. What if I was to get underneath the camera and go up at certain angles in sunlight? Yeah. Beautiful. I love photography. Yeah. I know it is. It's just you got to get out of that comfort zone, man. You know that's where all the good stuff comes from. That's where that, life is. Otherwise, you're just 
turning shit over in your head it is. over just, and over. Yeah, or you're just sitting in a barca lounger watching the same hour of Sports Center every night for four hours straight, and yeah, you're you're doing nothing. But you're if, just a waste of that, life. If that is your, because some people they can quote you all the Seahawks, all the all the players, their stats, where they're from, all the seasons, how many injuries. I cannot do that. I will watch a game and be good with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'll watch a game in it. But if that's what you like. And that's your deal. Go for it. Again, choice. Yeah. Yep. This is America. You get to do whatever you think is your pursuit of happiness. And yeah, like you said, if it's knowing every World Series champion for all the way back to 1962, well, if, uh, if that floats your boat, Gary, sure. Sure, go for it. You but get to do whatever this country allows you to think It's you're the doing. pursuit of happiness, okay? You're not guaranteed it. But whatever you think is going to bring it, yeah, go for it. See, who knows? You never know if we'll be there. So, but uh, speaking of happiness, I've been pretty happy enjoying my time here with you, well, thank you, Mister Mister Massey here. But thank we should probably you. wrap this thing up. We're getting a little long in the tooth here. So, oh, that's fine. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of An Earful in the Emerald City. Um, I'm not going to say the, what number it is because I actually got a couple here working <laughs> for you guys. So uh, it's, we're going to see how they uh, line up exactly. But um, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, Mr. Massey, I'm glad you made it out again, man. Well, thank you. And again, it, it, was, good, uh, it was good for it was good having good you having me here. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> no, indeed it was. Yeah, I it's uh, it. a lot. I, I like we, you know, we keep it motivational. We keep it positive. We keep it motivational, and um, I like that because people come here. They come here for some jokes and some fun mm-hmm. and some. Oh, I've got a, I've got two new ones for you. Dorking you around them. here. Oh, you got a joke for I've me? Got, I've got two of them for okay, you. Okay, all right, give one to the people real quick. Okay, why did this? Why did the lifeguard not save the drowning hippie? <sighs> he thought he could use a bath. No. Hmm. He was too far out, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What's the other one? Okay. Um, a customer told me this one. Why do mermaids wear seashells? You mean like on their tits? or Because yes. um, yeah. the coconuts wouldn't no. work? No. Because they outgrew their bee shells. Oh, you that's pretty good. Viewers that's who are hearing this, these are some of these. Uh, I get a lot of these little one-liners. Most no, of them that, come from my daughter. Yeah. She's ten. No, that one was pretty legit, actually. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give that one a thumbs up. But, well, but yeah, that, no, we we keep it positive, and you know, we keep it a little motivational. I mean, I try to. Me, I listen to a lot of podcasts at the gym, and gym, for me, always a deficit of motivation. Okay, I'm always low on motivation at the gym. I'm like, man, just it's a leave. good place to fill up on it. I'm like, man, just leaving and going home would be awesome. Maybe I should do. That. I I did like three lifts earlier. You know, I I kind I kind of did the warm up. That is a place I I have a huge deficit of motivation, but. I like to listen to the podcast there though. You know, I like I I don't know why it's it's weird. Well, then you're finding good things. You're finding it might have been a deficit in one way, but once you get there and you're doing your things, you change. Stop saying it's. It, I hate it. Because you say that every time you go there, you are further embedding the fact that you hate it. And you're going to find every single reason to hate yeah. it. If you start saying or continue or just add on to what you're already saying, I get there, I feel good afterwards, I've got my podcast going on, find yeah. other reasons. It's not always fun in games, but surely what you're doing really <laughs> needs to outbalance the negative. 
It's not all or fun you're and gonna games, kill people. Yourself. It's not all fun and games, okay? You got to be a little serious. I but no, I think you're right. I think it is the fact that I'm like, well, I'm getting something good out of it, you know, like the mental part at least. I mean, I mean, I guess the physical part's good too, but I just don't really enjoy it. But um, but yeah, you know, it's good to everybody needs a little bump from time to time, you know. Again, I mean, some people are motivated more than others. You know, okay, Jeff Bezos, that guy is uh, he's an animal. He's more motivated than maybe anybody. Who knows? <laughs> the guy, I, I think the guy wants to take over the world sometimes. Hmm. But uh, you know, we can always use a little bump and uh, that motivation. It's what what do you got inside of you? What do you Don't got? be too hard on yourself. Give yourself time to fall because you're going to repeatedly. Mm-hmm. You will till the day you die. So that's okay. It's okay to fall. Mm-hmm. Be critical of yourself, but don't be too hard. You're right. You got to you got to critically analyze mm-hmm. some of the things that happen in your life and say maybe this was could have been done a little better. Maybe that wasn't right. But dwelling, absolutely not, because again, that that you're stuck in neutral. That's all you're doing. You're not going forward. And depending on how, I mean, and maybe you were hurt very deeply, and it's a little harder to let this one go. Whatever it is, okay, that's fine. Be with it. Let it be with you the way it wants to be. And when you're done in the dark corner licking your wounds. Get back up, come out and join us again. Mm-hmm. But only you can determine when that's the right time for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate being Thank here. Thank you. And only you guys can determine your fate. But uh, nonetheless, we appreciate you kind of lining up with ours here. So thank you guys for joining <laughs> us. Another episode of An Earful in the Emerald City. Arden Massey, appreciate you being here. Thank you. And we appreciate all you guys being here, obviously, because uh, you guys are the reason we're doing this. So thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate it. And we will talk with you guys next week.